Hey everyone, we'll continue our read through of the New Testament. And today we finish. Today we come to a completion. We have read through the New Testament together this year, and it has been such a blessing to walk through with you. And I hope that you have been blessed as you have walked through the Word of God. And I hope that these readings have been even partially helpful and a blessing to you. I know it has been for me. And so I'm so thankful for that. What a way to end with Revelation 22. And so let's read together. Uh, We'll look at verses 1 through 5, make a few comments as it gives us kind of the final description of the Edenic state that we will be in, in the new heavens and new earth. And then the closing promise, exhortation, and confirmation uh, of the book in verse 6 through the end of the chapter. So, Let's read together first verses 1 through 5 of chapter 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its twelve kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but in the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it. And his servants will worship him. They will see his face. And his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun. For the Lord God will be their light. And they will reign forever and ever. So stop here. What? I mean, just, ugh. It it should take your breath away every time you read it. It should move your heart you should go with with Wesley, you know, oh, from 10,000 tongues to sing my great Redeemer's praise. How, how can you not, when you think of what it is that He has prepared for you, for those of you who have, who have surrendered your life, and, and how can you not suffer for Him when you know what awaits you? How can you say, I don't care what tomorrow brings. I know what my God has in store for me in Christ Jesus. And when you do that, you can face immeasurable suffering if it's worth Him. He's worth it. He is so worthy. And we will see Him face to face. Oh, do you not long for that, Christian? Does your heart not jump every time you think of what it will be to behold the face of the one who has saved you? This final description of paradise contains elements alluding to the Garden of Eden. We see the intimacy of God with His people, verse 3 and 4, the abundance of His blessing, verse 1, 2, and 5. All of this are stressed even more than in the preceding verses which we saw in Revelation 21. The final state restores the unbroken, idyllic communion between God and human beings. But the apex of history is more magnificent than the beginning. The Garden is now also a city And the light has driven out all darkness. Revelation is designed not only to inform and assure Christians about God's final purposes, but to increase their longing for God and the realization of His purpose. The certainty of that consummation should comfort us during times of temptation and persecution. It is worth putting off that temptation. It is worth foregoing that immediate pleasure which destroys the soul. Why? Because there is an eternity of pleasure that awaits you, Christian. There is an eternity of life and joy and peace that awaits you in the glory to come. Look to that. Press into that. Hold fast to that. Leave what lies behind. Press forward to the upward calling, uh, the uh, prize of the upward calling of Christ Jesus. That is the glory to come. This is how the book ends with us being nurtured by the river of living water, which is 
It is Christ abundantly, day by day, providing us the life-giving water that we need to sustain us forever. Never will we thirst. Never will we hunger again. Now, access to the tree of life has been completely made possible. There is no longer a flaming cherubim, a cherubim with a flaming sword in the way of us going there, separating us, ready to destroy us to approach the holiness of God. No, we are brought together to the tree of life where we are healed fully, completely. There is only peace, only restoration, only rest for those in Christ Jesus. And now verse 6 to 21 brings the book to a close. The central visionary part of Revelation has now ended with the consummating picture of the new heaven and new earth. And so the book now concludes with a promise, an exhortation, and a confirmation in order to drive home the message of these visions that we've seen and to stir up hope for the coming of the Lord Jesus. Its major themes now continue to be woven all together in this closing section. Verse 6 to 21. And he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. And the Lord, uh, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servant what must soon take place. Behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of the book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evil dealer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robe, so that they might have the right to the tree of life, and that they may enter the city by the gates. Outside are the dogs and sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, Come. Let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thanks be to God. What a closing text here that really provides a a clear and concise conclusion to the book. We see once again the themes that the words here are trustworthy and true. They are the infallible and errant word of God. Every word here can be fully and completely trusted. We are told something fascinating over and over again here that once again, John falls down to worship the messengers, the messenger. The message is so glorious, he can't help but fall down to worship. This is the second time he's done that. And he is corrected once again, worship God, worship him. He is the doer. He is the giver. He is the reason for all of this. He is the glory that you've seen on all of these things in the city to come. He is the glory of it. Worship God. Notice the imminency of which the book is written. I, must, I am coming soon. 
the preparations of the reality which God's people must always be ready, always waiting, looking for their bridegroom to burst out of heaven to receive them once and for all. The fact that this is the final revelation is seen in the fact that the book is told not to be sealed up as opposed to Daniel's scroll which was sealed because the time of fulfillment was distanced. Now the time of fulfillment is happening and it's coming. This is a great reality that so much of this book is a part of the entire inter-advental age, not just the last portion. That all of God's people throughout the age have experienced grand realities of this book over and over again, just as we saw in those recapitulating cycles. It will come soon in the fact that the people of God, the church, were already facing the realities which Jesus foretold in here. And when the consummation of this will be, it, we do not know. But we know that every step, at st- second that he waits is because of the patience of his glory and grace, his unbelievable mercy and forbearance, which he continues to redeem sinners in the meantime, rather than just bringing destruction on those who have yet to believe upon him. What patience he has. And do you not see the way in which this, this, the, this closing portion has such an evangelistic zeal to it, right? It warns that those who continue to live in unrepentant sin will not be found in the glories with Christ. They will not experience an eternal reward with Him. They will not be in His holy city forever. And so He says to them, Come, the Spirit and Bride say, Come. Let the one who hears say, Come. That's the church. We ought to be the ones saying, Come to Christ. Come to Him. Won't you repent and believe? Come, come, and come. All the one who is thirsty, come. What a beautiful picture of evangelism. A call in the closing of the book to say, yes, these warnings are tense. Yes, these warnings are severe. But they are warnings of mercy. They are warnings which say, heed the word of God. Repent and turn to the only one who can save. The worthy Lamb of God who will win, who is victorious, who triumphs. Who is the only one who can save? Turn and come to Him. Let everyone who hears these words be sure that they do not add or subtract to them, which what this does is it establishes a new law of God here in how the people of God are to live in the fulfillment and understanding that Christ is the fulfillment of the law and His law and His, obe- and His commandments are what we are called to be obedient to. So just as Deuteronomy was sealed up with the reality of not to be added to or subtracted here, The law of Christ is fully sealed, never to be added to, never to be subtracted from. And anyone who does so risks a severe judgment. My friend, He is coming soon. And the Word of God is to be protected from corruption and distinguished from mere human words because it alone has the sufficiency to save us, to grow us up in holiness, and to live as faithful servants of our glorious King. My friends, He is coming soon. And so we say, Maranatha, Amen. Come, Lord Jesus, come. The whole of Revelation is meant to stir Christians' longing and prayers for the realization of God's purposes accompanying the second coming. So Revelation ends on the note of Amen. Let it be. Verse 21, The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all. My friends, is the grace of the Lord with you? Do you know Christ Jesus? Have you experienced the glorious grace, the glorious gift of salvation in Christ Jesus? If so, then Revelation makes clear one thing and one thing alone you ought to do. Dedicate your life to worship. 
Dedicate your life to being a living sacrifice for the Lord who saved you by his blood, who watches over you, who guides you, who sovereignly directs all evil and wickedness for his own good purposes, for the purposes of his glory and his people. My friends, the lamb will triumph. So no matter what beastly systems you see in the world, no matter what darkness may Uh, seek to press upon you, no matter what oppression may come, if you belong to the Lamb, you belong to victory. You belong to the side that wins. You belong to the side that cannot be shaken because you belong to the King who can never be thrown off His throne. You belong to the King who reigns, who rules, and will forevermore. My friend, you belong to Jesus. and He will one day return. And for that, we cannot wait. Oh, Jesus, how we long to see you. Let your heart day by day sing with full Mary what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace, when he takes me by the hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day, glorious day that will be. God bless you. Thank you for following through and reading with us through the New Testament this year. May God bless you in the year to come. And may Christ always be set upon your heart. God bless.